Well, is this pandemic got you down on your office pranking? Are you one of them guys or girls who've been pranking in the office every week? You the king or queen of pranks? Prank here, prank there. Whoopee cushion? Fuck, you whoopee king. Slime in the hand, open the drawer, put your hand in there. Guess what this slime? You're the prank king, queen, but you can't be pranking in the pandemic. Well, we've got your solution. Here at pranks.com slash backslash. Mmm, I love pranks. You can get your brand new pranks in a box. Hell, you don't need Slack, Zoom, Google Hangouts, or any of them digital doohickeys that allow you to message people across the webs when you can go ahead and send your prank directly to somebody's house. Don't matter if they're working remotely because you can send your own shit in a bag to their house. And just like Uber Eats, there is contactless delivery. We will light that bag of shit on fire and ring your prank ease doorbell as if you were doing it yourself. Hell, Go ahead, get on pranks.com slash backslash mmm, I love pranks now and put in the code mmm, I love pranks 2020 hashtag pandemic for 20% off your first order. And remember, that's a subscription. So if you don't cancel, we've got your credit card information. Pranks.com. Good afternoon, everybody. It's your host, Gregory Valdez, here with a special episode of The Wild Bunch. This is strange. This is unprecedented in a lot of ways, especially since I'm doing this alone. Joe, where is he? What happened? Well, with this, I'll have to release some footage of our actual only live episode of The Wild Bunch that we finished a rough cut on about four months ago. And before that, and since our last episode, Joe moved to Joe moved back to El Paso. That's where he's from originally. And he's graduated from physical therapy school. He's now a doctor. PhD in physical therapy or something like that to be exact. He's over there practicing. How can we not address the elephant in the room? We're in the middle of a pandemic. It's awkward. To say the least in a lot of different ways. But here we are. I don't know if I have anything broad I want to say about COVID-19 or coronavirus or what every one has been going through. I think it's a collective, right? We're all in this together. But at the same time, I think three months in, people are starting to bubble. People are either finally breaking or something is changing in them 
And I just noticed that pins and needles, that's what everyone is walking on. And anxiety is at an all-time high for everybody. Everybody. I'm seeing it in a different way every day among the people I love, work with, and are friends with. Often the same people. Everyone is reacting to us not being together, not being in the same room, not being able to touch each other, not being able to scour at each other in person, rolling our eyes. When somebody does something we don't like and we hate, we even miss that. We miss the ability to fuck with each other. To fucking pull pranks off at the office. To say awkward comments in person around the water cooler. Mistakenly offending somebody that you didn't know had invested some time into arts and craft that was being shown off. You thought they were all laughing about it. We're all missing even the terror of being social animals. And because of it, we sort of start to react and we just lean more into the animal. Independent. Lone wolf. Don't fuck with me. But we're a collective, ultimately. And even wolves run in packs. So as much as we can feel like the tension is pulling us into a different sort of person... One that's a loner, one that is willing to just do it on their own because, well, they've managed to do it this far on their own. Today's May 27th. And I've been in Houston for about four weeks. Before that, I was in San Antonio for pretty much two months the only people I would see day to day were in person (laughs) the three different people working the shifts at the Valero across from my loft and constantly with my cat Bruce shout out to Bruce little fucking asshole but I love him and he's better than he was before and we're closer than we were before although I have yet to manage him out of the suckling phase so he literally he literally still will get on me and suckle as if he was a kitten uh even at eight months old he's a suckler i don't think he's feeling very well right now and he is a little sick he was throwing up a couple days ago and he's getting over it and he's been really trying to suckle so all my shirts after dinner are just covered in spots that he's latched onto and just drooled all over so him and I were alone in that apartment for two months yes at the beginning I talked with everyone over FaceTime did the family Friday Zoom calls daily FaceTime with my then boyfriend 
but it wasn't the same. Something flipped about month one and the loneliness loneliness of not having people there in person started to kind of manifest itself (laughs) and I started to get angry but not as angry as I was at the end because at the end I was extremely angry to be told by everyone to stay where I was for my safety and to be told that we I needed to stay away too like it's not the only thing I was angry about but it was at the time worth being angry over because there's nobody to blame Just people on boats. Sometimes more than one. Sometimes more than one boat. With more than one person on each. Or those boats. And they're all floating by my own personal island. Secluded with a cat. With no catamaran. No raft. No way to turn all the palm trees into something that would help me escape. Wi-Fi? Internet? Brand new blender to make some fucking smoothies? But nobody is ever allowed to come onto shore. Now, I don't have self-pity. I'm not emotional about not having people. I'm emotional because... I was angry for what? Like, I'm I'm upset that I was angry, even. But I was. And it wasn't just being alone. It was the way people were reacting. The way people, I mean, spitting on each other. In front of state capitals at your local Walmart. The neglect. It's not about left or right. It's not politics. It's about different groups of people just hating each other. And and again, I'm speaking broadly here. I'm not speaking about right, left, right. And those two specifically hating each other. I'm talking about just right now, it feels like. America is just full of opposing sides, conflicting opinion based in ad hominem and not logistical rhetoric filled with logic and syllogisms that net out at actual opinions that we can stand next to and say, you know what, that makes sense because logically... (laughs) It would help improve our lives. So just. Groups of different sides. Hating each other. And using. The politics or the differences of opinion or. 
rules about the pandemic as excuses to hate each other. As an excuse to get so furious that you spit in somebody's face. It's kind of crazy. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I don't think that this pandemic revealed something new in people that wasn't already there. It just allowed us to see what was there already a lot easier. Right. Happens for different ways to different people. There's a lot of creativity that came out of it. Especially out of seclusion. Especially out of wanting to do something powerful at a time when everyone was feeling so much negativity. Is still, to a certain degree, much so. But like, I don't know. People having panic attacks. People having anxiety. Sadness. The loneliness. Those afflicted. Those who lost people. I only know one person who actually passed away from complications due to coronavirus. It's a comedian out of Laredo named Joe Alex Garza, I believe. So I was doing stand-up at Jokesters 22 in San Antonio, like open mic night at one point, like a year, year and a half ago. And oh my God, out of nowhere, Arturo Esteguin, I went to St. Mary's with, comes up. Dude, where have you... Dude, oh my God, dude. How are you doing? Oh my... You know, Laredo. Fucking... Hey, what's up, Arturo? Dude, you gotta meet Joe Alex. Joe Alex. Okay, who's Joe Alex? Comes up, introduces me to Joe Alex. Funny little guy. Man, Laredo's top two comedians, one uh, Joe Alex and then that one guy. And hey, I'm glad to meet you. Man, yeah, y'all too sure, you know, I just love it. Joe Alex and I would have small back and forths on Facebook message like once every few months about comedy or something else. And that was it. Pardon. <coughs> the Joe Alex voice got me, or the Arturo Estegin voice got me. Shout out to Arturo, if you ever listen to this. I'll message it to you something. Um, And of course, I'm sorry for this loss. But, like what, a month and a half ago, I read on Facebook that Joe Alex has passed away. All the comments coming into the feed, and you see it, and it's like, what happened? And somebody comments, complication, right, due to coronavirus. And, you know, I still don't even know exactly that's real yeah i'm sure i could talk to other people and confirm it like in the comedy scene in san antonio but you know what i think like just to have it not know like to know somebody like that you talk to once in a while and at least have a fond memory of and the way you met them and how they're good friends with one of your friends from college i mean he's dead joe alex is dead from coronavirus what the fuck Right, it's a month and a half ago. I don't know anybody else directly who was succumb- who caught it and succ- succumbed to it. 
I know people who are mad and don't know anybody who's passed away. I know people who are mad and had somebody closer to them pass away, but far and removed to some degree during this. That's as close as I knew to knowing anybody directly. And it's deeply sad because it's like, why? Somebody died because they weren't doing what what we should have been doing? And what if they were? And they caught it. And was it somebody else who wasn't doing what they should have been doing? Wearing a mask, staying six feet away from each other. Right? What are we losing <laughs> by not taking the time on ourselves and actually trying to put some fucking distance, not literally six feet between one and another but just some distance between us mentally or spiritually to a certain extent to give ourselves some breathing room. But we're not used to that as a society. As a society, we actually want the opposite. We crave the opposite, which is why in the loneliness and the despair and the unknowing of something like this, the chaos, we have anxiety and panic attacks. It takes us out of our norm. I, I thought that the, there, this is the new normal was a terrible fucking slogan for a pandemic. <laughs> the work from home pandemic has a slogan and it's I'm in advertising. Like you gave a pandemic a tagline. It's fucking incredible. Dr. Richard Pressman clearly defines incredible not as something that inspires awe as most oftenly it is used, but rather incredible is something that is simply not credible. Remember that the next time somebody calls you incredible or says your work is incredible or that art is incredible or your opinion is quite incredible and remember that it's worth pausing to make sure they're using it the wrong way and not the right way because otherwise it means you are not credible the new normal this is the new normal is incredible. I get angry talking about it. Carelessness, obliviousness, ignorance, and then hate. People just hate. They want to because it makes them feel better. I'm not going to project, so I'm not going to go as far as to make a claim of why people hate, but they do. And it makes them feel better because there's some sort of release in the hate. And that's as far as I'll go. But there's still quite a lot of shit to love. Right? Has anyone out there gotten closer to somebody because of this or met somebody new? because of the pandemic and being at home it's possible i have not like dating or anything but i mean 
No, not like dating or anything. But just in being in that like post breakup world again and also wanting to connect with people beyond surface level, right? Can meet new people from Tinder or Hinge or that one with the bagel and the donut or I don't know what it's called. I'm not going to download it. Or even, right, the straightforward hookup apps. And I know there are people out there who download the app, like Grindr or something, and it's a strange land still because there are people out there not willing to meet up in the quarantine. And there are people out there willing to make their own decisions about what they do with their free time and how they right, interact with people that they meet online. It's changing a lot. Like right now, the upfront idea, if you want to be perceived as, you know, not a total jerk at first or an asshole, is that, hey, nobody's meeting nobody in person right now for the first time, okay? Nobody's, no, 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 no. You don't go to Zilker Park with your friends and post it on social media. And so you're not canceled. You're going to make sure that you've already thought of the explanations for why you went to Zilker with people you don't live with, okay? It's whatever. You're an adult. Be responsible. I don't care. And if you can do it the right way, nobody will. Look, that's not what we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about just something a little more... The new normal. Is not new at all. We're just finally doing things in a newer way. And the newer way is actually old school. And I think that's something extremely beautiful to come out of this. Not just some enhanced relationships and people who grew individually and got some shit accomplished where they actually said, you know what, I'm going to learn this. Joe, our beloved co-host, learning how to play piano, 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 damn, me, I'm writing again, and reading a lot, trying to learn, and in the writing, trying to be honest and vulnerable, and in real life, trying to be the most transparent and vulnerable I've ever been in my life, damn, Wow. Like, there is good. And I know that there's more good to come. Because those who do not... Those who don't... Those who don't break from this... Can be better than they were before. Be better than we ever were. For the right reasons, right? 
this is just a prelude. I want to be able to get back into the rhythm of this. I want Joe to do this with me. We talked on Sunday, and it was one of the best conversations I've had all year. And not doing this podcast? Fucking painful. There's so much to talk about. So many people to bring on, okay? Joe, if we can't do Anchor over the phone, maybe we bring on some guests. And I I, I want to finally do it with people who, in the past two years at least, I know from San Antonio or Houston and are fucking creatives. God inspiring independent creatives who think among not just art and music but production self-care i know uh i know i know i know a couple lmts one's a real lmt too (laughs) production artists cooks Cuisine artists, I don't care, so many people out there that I want to be able to bring on and do this the old way, but in a new way, for now, till Joe and I can figure something out. So, I'm hoping that this is a welcome back from the Wild Bunch, and as a crescendo to this episode, I love you and I thank you, I don't... Somebody asked me today, what are your hobbies? And we got into this back and forth about what hobbies are and and why I answered what my hobbies are. And I'm excited to see what he does with that answer. And he said, you know, most people just figure that out by asking a person what interested them. Oh, interesting. I just answered... People interest me more than anything else. And so that's one of you listening or a hundred. You interest me the most. People interest me the most. And so that's what we're going to do on the Wild Bunch. Let's talk to interesting people or talk about interesting people and be interesting. This is your host, Gregory Valdez. Good night, and thank you for listening to The Wild Bunch.